0: for tuning into this episode of Are You Spiritual? My name is Jasmine Milani, and I will be your guide. I'm really excited about this episode. It grew out of one of my OG loyal listeners reaching out and mentioning that they missed the crystal corner that we used to do at the very beginning of the first few episodes. And also because we have so many new listeners. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I thought this would be a fun time to sort of reintroduce myself and the podcast and to talk about uh, the experience so far. So let's get spiritual. <laughs> so, my name, as I mentioned before, is Jasmine Milani. I'm a mom. I also am a Reiki master and a meditation teacher. And I've been studying intuitive healing with Catherine Schiff for, oh gosh, I think like three years now. And The idea of Are You Spiritual really came to me kind of as a piece. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Greek mythology, but there's the story of how Athena was created by Zeus and how she sprung like fully formed with her armor and her helmet and her sword, everything straight out of his head as like this complete vision. And that's very much how I feel about Are You Spiritual. I was listening to another podcast, actually, and at the very end, The host asked uh, the interviewer, E, um, if they were spiritual. And it just really struck me that you could answer that a million different ways. I started to really get really excited by this idea of exploring all the myriad of ways that you could answer that question. You could be Buddhist. You could be Tibetan Buddhist. You could be into mindfulness. You could be into dragons, galactic families. You could read tarot cards. You could be into natural medicine. You could even be in the religious spectrum. There's different kinds of mediums. It became so exciting to me to explore this. And I was, I would say, a few years deep into um, working as a Reiki uh, practitioner and working with clients, and I love doing that, and I will always do that. I just knew for me there was something more that would be more sustainable for my lifestyle and play to my interests and the things that I'm really exploring that I wanted to share. And so when I thought of Are You Spiritual and I thought of podcasts, I thought this is it. So almost paired immediately with the idea of Are You Spiritual was, um, the idea of working with someone else, because even as I sit here now doing this podcast by myself, it's a very odd discipline. And I absolutely salute people on the interwebs who make it look so easy because it's very foreign to me. I've actually recorded a whole nother episode for this that I have put to the side and decided to redo. So it, it was daunting at the beginning and during that meditation teacher training i had met uh, my friend jenny martin and she lived in chicago at the time and we had a, this was a 400 da- uh, hour meditation uh, teacher training and you would work independently and in small groups. And we just started chatting. We had a love of Real Housewives and true crime. And we end up having these really amazing conversations outside of class that range from everything and also from spiritual topics. And I always loved Jenny's point of view. And I always felt like she she brought light to something that I may not even have thought of. So I reached out to her and she was very busy going through a lot in her life. And I asked her if she would do this with me and she agreed. And she was very honest about the time commitment that she had. And I really appreciated that. And I'll always be grateful to Jenny because, you know, a lot of, uh, she's um, very visual as well. She has a great eye and she's able to kind of make, Things more concise. The astronaut, which is our logo, is inspired by her spiritual jumpsuit, but it also represents us as seekers feeling like sometimes we're in this f- whole new universe and how beautiful and alone that can feel. And that was very inspired by, you know, this protection space suit that she puts on. I found the music, but I remember knowing it was right when Jenny said, but that's our song. So, um, m- m- so much love to Jenny. And I thought actually I would read what our initial um, intention of the podcast was because, We came up with it kind of together, but Jenny wrote it, the original one, and I just loved it. And I don't know that we ever used it in its full form, but I think it gives a good window of where we were at the time when we conceived the episode. And it's so wild because when I went to find this, I realized that it was exactly a year ago today that she sent me this. So it seems pretty synchronistic to me. So uh, this is how we did it. I'm going to read both parts. You learn a lot as you're doing a podcast. So just remember, this was before we'd ever recorded anything. So I would say, welcome to the Are You Spiritual podcast. I'm Jasmine Milani. And Jenny would say, and I'm Jenny Martin. And I would say, we're two friends who met in a meditation teacher training course and have been talking about spiritual self-care ever since. These discussions are why we're here. And then Jenny would say, we'll open up the spiritual toolbox and break down spiritual practices in a simple way. We'll share the basics of astrology, meditation, Reiki healing, and so much more. And hopefully we can make some sense of spiritual hype words and phrases while helping you sift through the junk floating around the spiritual community so you don't wind up getting sucked into a cult or losing yourself completely. And I just love that. And that was really where we came from at the beginning. And so interesting to think that barely a year later, I've had interviews with incredible people about incredible things. So we started the podcast together and we did kind of divide up jobs. And mine was always to be sort of the true north of the podcast. And Jenny really contributed as much as she could with the limitations of her time. One of the foundations of this creation, since we were doing it just for us, was that it would be created in joy that it would be in alignment with uh, what we felt was right for us. And so we created the first eight episodes together, and I'm really proud of them. And I think they're really fun. And we really wanted to make sure that if you only listened to the first few episodes, that you got some basic spiritual support, that you didn't feel alone, that you knew to be your own guru, that you learned to protect your vibe, that you were accepting of others and also having an open and humble heart. I'm so proud of those episodes and I'm really proud of what we created. And like I said before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, I'm so grateful to Jenny uh, because having someone at the beginning of the process to be creating with and have someone to check things off with was so, so helpful. And as we created those episodes, we decided to kind of have kind of a loose structure where we would include some crystals and we would have a cool shit. (laughs) Um, area so that we could share some of the fun stuff we were going over. And I guess I should also include that during this time, we created, you know, a a loose outline. And I also feel so lucky because Jenny also loved research. We loved going a little deeper and really trying to represent as many sides as possible We came up with a loose kind of structure for each episode that evolved out of this uh, New Moon newsletter that I've been doing monthly for um, a couple of years now, and we got to it. (laughs) I'm going to talk a little bit more about the process of creating the podcast uh, in a minute, but I guess the only juicy story is uh, why Jenny didn't continue, and I don't even think it's a story because I explained it before. But if you were tuning into the first few episodes and then came into this one, you might wonder, Jenny just really had a lot going on and it was no longer in alignment for her trying to um, meet deadlines, create the podcast and record. Um, it really wasn't creating joy anymore for her. And it became like an obligation. And I'm so grateful that she was brave enough to tell me that because I think she knew in a little way that it would break my heart. And honestly, for a moment, it did. But in the end, I really needed her at the beginning. And so I'm very grateful to her. We're still friends. She's actually moved. um, Even though we're geographically undesirable, we're at least on the same coast in the same city now. So we do see each other sometimes. And she will hopefully come back on the show to do the human design episode. And I'm going to talk about this. I guess I'll talk about this now. I think It's so important to be grateful for the helpful people on your journey. And honestly, I really am so grateful to Jenny and she is a wonderful person. I wish her nothing but the best. And I know she feels the same for me. So after Jenny, you know, was able to say that she needed to move on and no longer record episodes, I started, you know, I, I stared into the void And things started evolving and I started to have to face kind of my own fears of like doing an episode by myself and doing interviews by myself. But I feel, again, we had those episodes under our belt. So a lot of the issues that we come up against technically, um, I'd already faced and I'd already recorded and I'd had to listen to myself and I'd found an editor. So I felt really ready for that to happen. And from there, it just kind of magically evolved. Even now... The Manifesting episode is the episode that does the best. And I love that episode because it has the most listens. I don't know if does the best is the right way to say it, but that episode at this point has the most listens. And I'm so proud of that episode because I pulled together some magic people in my life. And instead of just talking about, I created this or I created that, they really shared their actual, this is what you've got to do. Nuts and bolts, this is how to manifest. And I still know these people and I see them still manifesting these things in their lives. And it's been so inspiring for me. And I decided to make each season 13 episodes because 13. And so um, with the second season, I ran into all these magical women and was and have been able to share them. And so that's been really incredible and informed the idea to uh, do an episode on Shakti Gawain, who has been a real hero of mine forever. And it kind of brings you up to date to where we are now. So I'm not sure if that answers any unasked questions, um, but I thought I would kind of talk about the lessons that I've learned in moving into a spiritual business. And while I'm talking about the podcast right now, I'm really talking about even in my Reiki practice and working with clients one-on-one. And this could be applied, I believe, to even if you wanted to have spiritual candles or a tarot business. These are kind of some foundational things that I'm offering as what, I, what I've what i learned that I think are really good tips that may not be in books or manuals. They're sort of, I guess, maybe a little bit more philosophical in nature. So, And I've touched on some of them so far. So The first thing I would say is have an intention. And I read to you the initial intention that we had. And even though it's morphed a little bit over the years or over the year, (laughs) I can always come back to the, the feeling and the theme, which is really to create a space where seekers at any level can feel comfortable to learn about new things and decide for themselves what feels right to them, where we can talk about all aspects of the spiritual community and the spiritual journey in a relatable way. And I'm really proud that we have kind of created that. There are many wonderful spiritual podcasts. And as any listener will know, I am ride or die, know your aura, and mystic Michaela fan. I don't listen to many of them kind of to keep my own, you know, to keep in my own lane, to keep what I'm doing. But many of them are kind of instructional in nature, which I think is fantastic. But I wanted to create a podcast that was more informational, maybe a little bit lighter in nature and more of the feeling of sitting around the table with your friends, having a cup of tea or coffee and just talking about these things in a way where you can ask questions and get more information and kind of run it through your own filter and see how you feel. That intention, that image of sitting around the table and talking is always what I go back to as far as the vibe, the theme. It is my mission statement and whether I can articulate it in words exactly all the time, I know what it feels like. It's my fully formed Athena idea. So I really suggest um, whatever your endeavor is to have an intention behind it. Um, My second tip is to make a budget. Okay. Spiritual people can get bogged down um, by the finances and stuff and the technology. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But one of the things you really must embrace is the law of abundance. You must know that there is enough available for you and for everyone. You must confront your ideas of scarcity mindset and know and move into the feeling that there is enough for you, that your people will find you and need what you have. This is super duper important. That being said, spiritual people can also sometimes get lost in the sauce of the finances. So make a budget of what is actually reasonable for you. So what can you actually afford to put into this? Whether it's for supplies or schooling, um, materials, whether it's buying a booth or whatever it is, be honest with yourself and just know that whatever you need, you will be able to move forward with and whatever you have is enough. This is important because my next <laughs> my next suggestion is farm out what you cannot do. So if you have a budget and you know that maybe you can make the candles and create all that, but you don't have the space to do it. So you're either gonna have to do a share space or maybe you're gonna have to go to a friend's house and buy them lunch and let them use their kitchen, whatever it is. Do not let something like your inability to, you know, know how to make code or design a website or do all of these things, don't let that necessarily stand in your way and work within your budget, whatever it is. Maybe you need to have simpler supplies. Maybe you need to think a little bit about how you're going to work, you know, like maybe you're going to do email readings. For the podcast, I had to buy quite a bit of equipment because well, for one, my cat kept chewing through the cord, which is really annoying, (laughs) but it taught me to keep my equipment put away. Um, So I did have a budget for equipment. I did actually help uh, hire a company to help us get launched because my next tip, (laughs) embrace your flaws, is I had so many technical difficulties and I still, to this day, have so many technical difficulties. My editor, Mike, recently said, I don't know where you're recording. It sounds like you're in six different places. There's banging. And I said, Mike, I literally sit at the exact same place every time. So I budget for that. And that really helped me move forward. So this is really good advice, guys. (laughs) You know, get the help, get the support you need, use what you have and really I have embraced the fact that this is probably going to be technically a little difficult for me. Even doing an Instagram post um, to get it to look the way I want, that could take an hour. And I've just started to really lean in that this is just the way this works for me to not take it personally. (laughs) And that makes the experience a lot more joyous. I guess my Final tip would be whenever you have a creative endeavor, like I said, I'm so lucky to have had Jenny at the beginning. There has been a lot of times where it has been just me. And somewhere along the line, I learned to celebrate my wins. And it's not a big thing. I literally pat myself on the back. I do a happy dance. I celebrate the fact that I'm able to post an episode, that I finish recording, that I didn't give up. I don't necessarily always reward myself with something, but I do take a moment to appreciate the fact that I accomplished a goal, I got to the other side. And I think many of us are either looking for external, we have an external locus of approval. So we're waiting for someone to validate us, waiting for the listens, waiting for the watch, waiting for the likes, or we just really don't know how to appreciate ourselves. So I really want to suggest that from the very beginning, whatever little accomplishment it is, you celebrate it. Give yourself, you know, a pat on the back, or go buy yourself um, a coffee, or you know, draw yourself a happy note that said, "I did it." You know, find a song that makes you celebrate. Celebrate your wins um, along the way. Celebrate the journey. This is could hopefully be a quick and easy path, but for some of us, it's going to continue on and I'm enjoying it. I'm having a really good time seeing how everything unfolds. And I'm really grateful for all of you that have been here with me along the way. So I think that catches you up to date. Uh, I am working on a twin flames episode with Shannon, my, um, licensed marriage and family therapist, PhD friend who breaks it all down. I'm really excited about that. I have some really interesting episodes coming up about human design, and I'm hopeful that after I finish this season, um, I will continue with another one that would take me through recording through the end of this year. So I'm really excited to see how that all unfolds. And also. For the OGs and the newbies at the end of this season, which I've decided every season is 13 episodes, which I think will be around March, I'm going to do a giveaway and I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but please like, subscribe, notify, do whatever you have to do because I already know it's going to have one of Ashley's amazing candles amazing. I'm going to use some of Crystal the Oracle's uh, transformation oil. I will have some other magic items in there and it's going to be a really good one. So thank you so much for being here for this part of the journey. And I hope you'll join me for the rest of it. And now let's get into Crystal Corner. Okay, newbies, sorry, that's how it goes. OGs, you're welcome. So I love to, I love my crystals. And I thought the easiest ones to talk about today, I literally grabbed the ones that I keep by my bed. And I grabbed these because I started with a black tourmaline. And for many people will know black tourmaline as a grounding protective stone. And I had been suggested to grid my bed with tourmaline So I used to grid my bed with tourmaline, but now I just have this really pretty raw hunk of black tourmaline. It does come in different colors, uh, but I like the black tourmaline for grounding and protecting. And it is, I'm going to read the uh, properties of it. It's an etheric vacuum cleaner, clearing oneself and surroundings of negativity, anger, and anxieties, protects one energy field against attachments, entities, and energetic debris, Pairs well with smoky quartz. And this is a root chakra um, crystal. And I've known people that have buried black tourmaline around their property. Again, you can grid your bed. You could put it like, get a big size um, one and put it like under a crib. Obviously something that nobody couldn't put in their mouths. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful stone. You can put it in your pocket if you're ever in um, situations where you want to feel grounded, you want to feel safe and protected really nice. I think we always start out with uh, clear quartz usually, but black tourmaline and rose quartz should probably follow next. Uh, The next crystal I have is celestite, which is this beautiful baby blue uh, crystal. I have a raw little hunk here. And the name came from, I think the word heavenly as it referred to the heavenly sky. So it's this beautiful um, pale blue crystal. It has a really angelic kind of cloudy, heavenly, soft feeling. I really love the this crystal. And the properties of it are uh, one of the most effective stones for accessing the angelic realm, teaches one the value of patience and trust in the divine process, cleanses one's energetic field, and pairs well with moldavite. And this is also a really good sleepy crystal because it calms you and it calms the mind. And then I have howlite which is a great sleep aid. It is a really cool stone. It's kind of a white gray, and it's got these cracks in it, these dark, um, darker gray cracks in it. So it sort of looks like a white turquoise in a way. And it's got a, um, this one is actually tumbled, so it's very smooth. And it is, um, like I said, a great sleep aid. It significantly reduces anxiety and releases muscle, muscle tension. Good for releasing addictive behavior, removes the veils that are blocking truth. And it is a third eye uh, chakra stone and the crown. So I have these just kind of right by my bed. And when I travel, I like to take these with me. I never sleep well when I travel. So I bring these little guys with me to sort of anchor me and protect me. And I just love them. They're so cute. So that has been Crystal Corner. And now for the cool shit, I actually want to suggest two things. In honor of Jenny, she was such a big reader, she still is. I wanted to su- suggest a book that's just kind of a witchy book. It's kind of a fun book. It's not even witchy, it's more about potions, and it's called The Lost Apocalypse by Sarah Penner. It's a relatively new book, it's a very quick read. I think sometimes I read a lot of spiritual books, and sometimes I just want to read something that's just not too heavy. And this was really fun. It goes through two different time periods. So you're kind of going back and forward in time with these women's stories. And it is a super fun book. You can get it from the library. I uh, highly recommend to just sort of cleanse the palate. It's a great book. And the other um, cool thing I wanted to share, I have been taking a tarot class. and I have a few tarot decks, but one of the ones that I really like that I wanted to suggest just because it's so pretty is the Lightseers Tarot. And this is by Chris Ann. I actually didn't even realize that I ordered like the mini version, the travel version that comes in this really pretty blue tin, but I'm kind of glad I did because they fit my hands really nicely. And they're the I call them my um my Burning Man cards, because they have these beautiful colors and all of the figures are just so gorgeous. And it brings, it has a lot of the original symbology of the cards, but it also has some beautiful uh, interpretations. And the book is really good too. And I'm going to just pull a card now. And it is the justice card. That's the card that I pulled. So this card is a woman kind of looking into her reflection, and she's holding a sword that has uh, like two uh, balance cups in them, and they're equal. And she's looking down. Actually, now I realize it. The person she's looking at, I don't think is exactly her. And oh, yeah, that's really cool. When you look at it from the other side, it looks like that person's holding it too. So it's about balance. And it's, Um, I'll do a picture of this on my Instagram, but I thought I would just go and read what that is. And what's fun about this tarot deck is uh, the way they do it is they kind of interpret it from the light seer and the shadow seer. So I'll just read it. Light seer, natural law, balance, karma, truth, wisdom, legal matters, fairness, cause and effect, integrity, objectivity, perspective, and accountability. And then the shadow seer side of it would be consequences, retribution, karma, injustice, and inequity, dishonesty, imbalance, a need to take responsibility for past actions. So that really lines up with the meaning of the justice card throughout the traditional tarot. And then this is their interpretation. Justice asks you to learn from your past experiences, the good, the bad, and the fugly. Take it all and grow from it. This energy is not about perfection, but about fairness and honesty. It highlights clarity of motivation and intention, and it asks you to be realistic about the cause and effect of your thoughts and actions. Seek to balance your growth with both positivity and shadow, and learn from the many different parts of you. In your current situation, be impartial as you reframe your reality and work to remove any negative emotional charge from the equation. If fear is causing you to act in a way that you aren't proud of, seek a variety of perspectives before judging another person's actions to be good or bad. The only true path ahead of you is not one that is necessarily black or white, but it is always, always one of love. My good karma is delightfully loving and it can be the most motivating of teachers. Well, I can see a lot of this episode (laughs) in this card. And while I don't really feel like there was any bad or fugly, there have been ups and downs and I've learned a lot and I'm really grateful for all the learning. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I think you've learned a lot about me (laughs) and I hope, I really, really hope that I've been able to share a little bit of the wisdom that I've gained, a little bit about who I am, how this podcast came to be, where we're going, and how important you are to this process. So please reach out with anything. I'd love to hear from you and I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, you are being of light and love and you deserve all good things. We all do. Take care. Thank you for listening to the RU Spiritual Podcast and joining us on this journey. Please like, subscribe, share with friends, and write us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or episode topic ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at spiritual podcast at gmail.com.